Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So before we sit, I, I just want you to um, pray again that God will speak to your heart clearly in the next few minutes and indeed throughout the service that beyond every doubt you would hear the voice of your savior you would hear the voice of your master you would hear the voice of your lord and it would be a rich time of fellowship a robust time of fellowship so let's just talk to god in in one accord Unless believe God. So we, um, I want to share something very important with us. I believe that it will bless you. Let's, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's a familiar story of how David killed Goliath. But that's not my emphasis. In the course of the, uh, the passage or the scripture, David asked a very, very important question that we want to, so we just want to examine that and then we'll expand, we'll expand the conversation. So it's a long read, so I'll just, I'll just read well, let's read together, because some of us might still be feeling sleepy. So, in the course of reading, hopefully you would, you would wake up. Let's read together. I want to go. We're going to verse 30, I think, 28, 29, 30. So, let's read together. I want to go. Amen. Verse 2. So let's pause here. We would read this, but we're getting to the crux of our conversation now. But from where we've read, I think we can all agree that it was a very tense moment. We all agree, Abby. The Bible says that he, he harassed them for 40 days, morning and evening. It was a very tense, tense moment. People were not uh, throwing parties. There was tension everywhere. So with that at the back of your mind, 
Let's go to verse 28. I'll just read 28 and 29 because of time. So the Bible says, Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Now, this was someone that couldn't do anything all this while, but all of a sudden his mouth was very, very sharp. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Now, this cause is not, is not just a uh, cause and it's not just, something hap- it's not just why something happened. It's a mission. It's an agenda. Are we, are we following? So David asked this question, and God is still asking this question today. This question is still hanging in, in the realm of the Spirit because the way some people are behaving... They are behaving like there is no cause, like nothing is happening. So David, and that was the way Eliab was behaving. He, Eliab began to talk off points. He says, I know your pride. What does that have to do with the matter at hand? He said, I know the insolence of your heart. And David asked him this question. Amen. In other words, you are it's just a nice way of uh, saying that your head is not very correct. You are not thinking the way you are supposed to be thinking. Because if you are thinking the way you are supposed to be thinking, this matter you are trying to bring up about my pride and my insolence, that's not the issue. Somebody had harassed the whole nation for 40 days, morning, evening. And then all that Eliab could think of was your pride, insolence, what have you come here to do? And God is asking us as we are seated today, is there not a cause? If we believe there is a cause, we would do things differently. We'll come back to this. But if you go to Psalm 35, Psalm 35, I believe verse 27, the Bible describes a class of people. It says, let them, let them be glad. Who do what? Favor my what? My righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. It's the same people the Bible is talking about. But a lot of people jump the first part and they quickly go to uh, the prosperity of God's servants. Amen. When he talks about the prosperity of God's servants, he's not just talking about those, at least in this scripture, he's not just referring to those in the fivefold. There are many things that that people serve. How many of us know that we serve 
you don't just serve God. You don't just serve a person. We serve his will. Amen. We serve the will of God. The Bible says that when we were not saved, when we were not born again, we were serving all kinds of lusts. But now that we're, now that we're saved, we're not just serving God, we're serving his will. So I want to remind us this morning that there is a righteous cause. There is a cause. Amen. So let's go back to 1 Samuel chapter 17. So we're just laying, we're just laying the foundation. Let's go back to what Eliab said, the previous verse. Amen. He says, so the first issue anger. The question is, what are you angry for? Amen. What are you angry for? Are you not supposed to be happy that someone, and at this point, we didn't even know that David was necessarily coming to fight or whatever. They just said, go and give them, go and give them food. Amen. And then the anger rose up for no reason. And then he says, why did you come here? Unnecessary attack. That question, is there not a cause? Every time it comes up, it will always reveal about four or five things. It will reveal our fear. It will reveal our lack of faith. It will reveal wrong motives. And of course, it will reveal how passive we are. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about wandering in, in a moment, but we just want to lay, we just want to lay the foundation. And these four things, and then maybe I will add insecurity. These four or five things were present in Eliab's, in Eliab's heart. And that's why you are seeing what you are seeing. Unnecessary attack. And David had to ask him, is there not a cause? By the way, how many of you know that if David had wasted time here, he wouldn't enter that battle? Because if you read the um, verses further, that was when he, he defeated Goliath. The Bible says in verse, verse 30, David did not waste time with Eliab. The, the Bible says he, he turned to the next man and he asked the question again. The question he asked was not, is there not a cause? But the preceding question, what will be given to the man that defeats Goliath and takes away the reproach of Israel? That was the cause. And everybody was supposed to be on track. But Mr. Eliab, for whatever reason, was seriously distracted. The cause will regulate even your behavior. Amen. So it's not just, I love God, I love God. You are singing, you are, you are dancing, you are jumping. By the way, from the way you are behaving, we will know whether this thing has taken root in your heart or not. Is there not a cause? And I'm trusting God that this short phrase will stay 
will stay with us for a very, very long time. Because a lot of people are just behaving as if there are no matters on ground. We're just taking the whole thing casual. And you see all the misbehavior that you see today. So for no reason, attack. He says, I know your pride. The question is, how did he know? He just made, made everything up just to derail the young, the young man of God. I know the insolence of your heart. All because his father said, come, go and give them, go and give them food. Amen. So the cause, as I've said, it will determine, it will regulate our behavior. Some things are acceptable and some things are not acceptable. Hallelujah. Is this a good, is this a good foundation? There is a cause. And remember, the Bible says, let them be glad. Let them shout for joy who favor my righteous cause. It automatically means that not everybody favors God's righteous cause. Not every Christian favors God's righteous cause. So you must know what the cause is. And then it begins to distill into your life. So what the bigger picture is, and then even in your own life, it's very, 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 very important. Do you know that, for example, I I spoke about fear, um, lack of faith, what else? Wrong motives, um, being passive, and then insecurity. Do you know that if you are and if you've not dealt with your insecurities, do you know that you will not be able to submit as God will have you submit? Amen. Amen. A lot of people cannot submit to the person or the people that God will have them submit to because they've not dealt with their insecurity or they've not dealt with their fears. Or you just feel that you are just... Somebody very great that all of us have to, all of us have to bow down to. You are the real uh, Indaboski. Indaboskis don't submit to other people. Amen. I'm telling you, and that's how some people see themselves. And part of what will make the cause of God flourish is submission. Submission to one another and submission to the person that God has said is the, is, the, is the head. Amen. Everybody finding their role. That's why you see in places where they're always struggling for competition, struggling for who preaches better, not much, not much is achieved there. It's not the will of God, but all these things are in place And the cause of God is suffering. So, is there not a cause? Eliab, obviously, he either had no clue or was just a very bad, terrible, terrible human being. Amen. Because the matter, the matter at hand, even if someone, even if you feel someone is rude to you, let's, let's, Deal with the matter first. 
And then we can come back to your rudeness later. Amen. Amen. That's why you must, the Bible says, examine yourselves. It's not, it's not Waek exam. It's not Neko exam. It's examine your heart. It says, are you still in the faith? You have to keep, you have to keep checking. You have to keep, you have to keep searching. Amen. So that all these things will not, will not catch up with you. It says, if we judge ourselves, what will happen? We will not be, we will not be judged. Amen. If you judge yourself, you will not be judged. Examine yourself. So as I'm speaking, I want to encourage you, please be examining your heart. Don't assume. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, the zeal of my father's house has done what? Has consumed me. But you know that it's not automatic. There are many things that also want to consume you. Amen. Hallelujah. On Wednesday, we were talking about violence. And we're talking about um, warfare. Please, please understand that if the enemy, first of all, there's a warfare that you will not be saved. If you escape that one, there's a warfare that you will not know God. You will not be a serious person. You will just be the kind of person dancing shocky all over the place. Amen. But you are, you, are, you are saved, but you just be, you won't really know your left from your right. Amen. Hallelujah. He tries to leave you with a carnal mindset. And your mind is not really renewed. So those are the people we're asking. We're not, you know, for some people now, we're not sure. Especially in Nigeria now, we're not really, we're not really sure of some people's salvation. So how many of you have ever made this statement? He's not, or she's not born again like that. How many of you have made that statement? Not, you know, there's nothing like that. But it's because many t- we're not sure. The thing is, is mixed. Amen. So, because normally you are supposed to be either born again or not. But the question is, when you say he or she is not born again like that, what, are you, what you're actually saying is that you are, not, you are not sure. Today they behave like a Christian. The next moment they behave like something else. Hallelujah. So, God is asking us uh, this morning, is there not a cause? Very, very important. Time will not allow us to really get into everything. But just look at this. Just look at this story and pick, pick what the Spirit of God, what the Spirit of God is showing you. When there is a cause some conversations shouldn't exist. Amen. Amen. Or at best, they shouldn't be the most, uh, the most important, the most important thing. Hallelujah. Amen. 
is there not a cause? That's why when you look at a preacher, for example, and the most, the thing that stands out about him or her the most for you is their shoe or their watch or their suit, then you need to, we need to ask this question again. Is there not a cause? That's not the most, that's not the most important important thing. Amen. Do you understand this? Is there not a cause? This thing you are saying, Mr. Eliab, this is not the time to, to bring it up. Someone has terrorized a whole nation 40 days. Do you know what 40 days is? What can we liken that to in Nigeria? No, lockdown. You people are still going out now. That one is not. He said Buari, Abi. Well, Buari is not terrorizing you now. You see, we can't really, we can't really relate with it. I don't know if you noticed. The Bible first said they were. If the Bible says you people were greatly afraid, you know they were greatly afraid. It now moved from greatly to dreadfully afraid. Amen. It says that all the men fled. Hallelujah. And if you read further down, Goliath was not just. Goliath, in addition to all this intimidating CV, Goliath was diabolical. Amen. Because the Bible says that he cursed David in the name of his God. So it's not just someone that you just, let's go, let's go, let's go and defeat him. The fear was real. It was, it was an impartation. Amen. Amen. He had the whole country on lockdown for 40 days, morning, nights. So in this period, if your child comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to get married, most likely you will slap that child because that's not the issue. Amen. Where are we going to do the wedding? Amen. Where? Which hall are we going to use? Hallelujah. Everything was on lockdown. And if David did not rise, probably it would have it would have continued. Amen. So it was a very serious moment. But this was all that Eliab could this was all that Eliab could think of. The pride of your heart, the the insolence of your heart. What are you doing here? Why are you? And he was very angry. Amen. So he totally, he totally missed it. And we have to be, we have to be careful. Like it happened here, it's happening in our day again. Not, not all of us share the same passion concerning some matters because we still have some things that are very, very, very important to us. What you are saying 
So, for example, it doesn't matter what we're saying in church. All some people's own is that, that my wedding, it must, it must happen. Amen. And it will happen. It will happen by, by God's grace. But you know that it's not, you know that your marriage by itself does not do anybody uh, much good. Amen. Like just marrying for the idea of, of getting married. If we don't connect it to raising a kingdom family, raising soldiers for God, God is not really, well, he's happy for you, but you understand. He's not too excited about that that marriage. Amen. So, so there is a cause. And I think this is a very, very, very important question. It's a very deep question that should set us on a journey. The way you are living your life now, is there any cause in view? Do you believe that there is a cause? Amen. Amen. This is the real, this is the real definition of living for yourselves. You know, the Bible says that that now that Jesus has died for us, we should not live for ourselves anymore. Amen. Amen. But you know, there are still a lot of God's people that are living for themselves. This is why now many of us seated here were still afraid, for example. This might be a bit extreme, but... I believe it's, it's part of apostolic Christianity. Many of us seated here, we're still afraid to, to die, for example. Amen. And the irony is that those that are not, and you need to go and check it, those that are not afraid to die, they're the ones that even have a way of staying longer. Amen. Because why should God keep you alive one more day? Is it just to be eating and getting fat? Or you are doing the will of God? Amen. So, this question would really, really help us. People are just doing things people are just doing things anyhow. Today, not everybody doing church is necessarily expecting God to to come. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, not everybody. Some people, as long as they've come, they are, they are okay. They are not expecting anybody again. And the thing is just going. Time is just going. But God is asking you and I this morning, is there not a cause? This is very important because if this is not settled in your heart, it's only a matter of time we will wonder. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We will wonder. And a lot of people today are wondering. What does it mean to what does it mean to wonder? Of course it begins it begins gradually, but ultimately to wonder means to move without any aim. Amen. You are just going. There's no there's no plan. And there is a there is a there is a vagabond spirit on the earth 
today. I was looking at one of the causes, the causes that God released on, on Cain. He said, a fugitive and a vagabond you will be in the earth. The word vagabond, it means, it's not just a wanderer, it means a restless wanderer. Amen. Now you may say, I'm not wandering. I live in Lagos. I know my address. Spiritually, it begins in the soul. Amen. Not everybody, not everybody's soul is anchored. Not everybody has rest. Even though Jesus said, follow me, you will find rest for your soul. Not everybody has rest in their soul. Amen. That's the reason, that's the only reason for psychologists. Hallelujah. There's no rest in your soul. And then they just couch it with a lot of English, but the real sickness is that there's no rest. And you know, it's worse when you speak in tongues. It's worse when you are a child of God. It can even be worse when you are a bishop or you are an apostle or you are a supreme prophet, but there's no rest in the soul. Amen. And you and I need to trust God not to wonder. And there are many things people wonder from. For example, the scripture says, this is one of the scriptures that keeps me. The Bible says, Proverbs 21, 16, a man that wanders from the way of understanding, it says he will rest in the assembly of the dead. Amen. You can wander from understanding. Amen. You don't, you don't know when you just veer off. I don't know what your theology on sin is, but that's really what sin is. A point of, a point of departure. And you must, you must mature. Before sin is fornication, adultery, and all those things, it is first of all a departure. That's why Jesus says, remember from where you have fallen. There's always somewhere. Amen. There's always somewhere that people deviate from. It's gradual, it's slow, but before you know it, you find yourself where you never believed that you will find yourself. And the root of it is that the question, people behave as if there is no cause. They either don't know or they don't even want to know. Amen. They don't know or they don't want to know. And they're just floating anyhow. This is the danger. So if you have ever wondered what is the big deal about being lukewarm, about being passive, this is one of the chief dangers. There is no passive person that will ever be sharp spiritually. Amen. After a while, self, even, even in the natural things, you won't be, you won't be sharp. You, at best, you will, be, you will be average. And this is what God is saying to us this morning. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? In other words, why are you behaving as if there is no 
why are you behaving as if there is no cause? That's what the Bible is saying, or that's what God is saying. Why are you behaving the way that you are behaving as if there is no cause? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Are we following this at all? So, when there is a cause, some things are acceptable. Also, as they say, some things are on the front on the front burner. All of us must make sure that we we keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. There is a warfare to ensure that you are not sharp. You you know what we like to say uh cutting edge even though it has been even though it has been bastardized. But there's some there's some value and there's some sense in it. There is violence to ensure that you remain sharp. So there is a cause. Don't behave as if as if there is no cause. Amen. Amen. Don't wonder. A lot of people are wondering today. You wonder from truth. You wonder from understanding. There's no there's no anchor. And where do you think a wanderer will end up? Anywhere. Amen. And don't say, I'm a new creation in Christ. I cannot wonder. Sometimes that is even the, the fuel for, for wondering. Amen. So when we are passive, when we are not, when we are not passionate, and, and let's, let's go back, let's go back here. I've, I've mentioned it to us before. You must be careful when you begin to notice that another person's zeal is beginning to maybe offend you slightly. You are already, you are already going small, small. Amen. That's what happened to Eliab here. David came with excitement just to give them food. And he said, anger was aroused. He said, why did you come here? Attack. For no reason. What are you doing here? Amen. You don't even know who God can use. At this point, nobody knew that David was going to join this battle. But you see that it was Eliab's heart. His heart was not, his heart was not good. Amen. Amen. When they were now anointing people, he too wanted to it wanted to come. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Bible scholars tell us that every time Samuel tried to pour the oil, that that's one of the ways Samuel knew. The oil refused to, to come out. And then he said, there's one more person. Do you see that? You know, it's not a normal, it's like African magic. You want to pour something, it just refuses to, to come out. That's what Bible scholars teach us. Till David came, he was now flowing like, <laughs> like it wasn't the same, the same jar. Amen. If I was there, I, I, think I'll, I think I would have been a bit worried and afraid. How many people had passed the oil, the nuts? 
Someone said there is one because they had forgotten him. They did, they did not even factor him in the whole in the whole thing. And he said there's one more person, and then he came and all of that. But you see the heart. So some of it, the way we are behaving now, God is just God is just looking at us. Tomorrow you now want to come, you now want to put your put your head. It's leg that they will put on that head, not hand. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, they lay legs on some, in some places. And people put their head there and they put, they put their leg on their head. I'm serious. They lay leg on, not hand again. The technology is advancing. Praise God. So that question is a very, very important question. Is there not a cause? Don't allow... Don't allow anybody ask you this question in this time that we are in this world with all the conversations that we have been having. I've told you, it's another way of saying that your head is not correct. The, the way you are, your, your meditations are faulty. The things that you are contemplating, they are not the right things. No wonder the psalmist says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be what? It means that there is a kind of meditation that is not acceptable to God. So there is a cause. Let's behave like, let's behave like there is a cause. If you, if you continue reading this same Samuel, you will see that this same David, the Bible recorded, one of the few times that the Bible speaks about that you will see that word behavior. The Bible says that David, David behaved himself wisely in the house of God. You will read that in scripture. David behaved like behavior and it's not Greek or Hebrew. Behave. It's in scripture. He behaved wisely. You understand? Because of the cause he behaved wisely. So there is a way in, in Timothy, the Bible says that, that you know how you behave in the house of God. There is a way to behave in the house of God. There is a way to behave. If glory is important to you, there is a way to behave. If anointing is important to you, there is a way to behave. If prosperity is important to you, there is a way to behave. But it begins with understanding the cause, appreciating the cause. Remember, let them shout for joy. Let them be glad that favor my righteous cause. Not everybody favors God's righteous cause. And as I was thinking, you know that there are many people calling on God today. So let's do the math. Some of us are um, good statisticians in the house. You have more people. Now I know that God is a kind God. God is a merciful God. But just do the math and you will see that what we are saying is very important. There are more people looking up to God. There are more people calling on God. And there are fewer people that God is looking at, like paying attention to like focusing his gaze on. Do you understand this? There are 
So if you do the calculation, the people on the other side are fewer. In Isaiah, he says, to this man will I look. It means that that thing is not, is not common. It's not, the, it's not what, you, what is generally obtainable. So it says, a meek and quiet spirit in the sight of God, it is of great price. It means that many people are not meek and quiet. So anywhere God sees it, he's attracted to it. He's like he's, we're talking about the law of admiration last week. He is something that he admires. Amen. And understanding the cause will help us to imbibe, imbibe some of these things. You can, you can laugh, you can laugh at Eliab. You can say Eliab was a useless person. But remember those four things that I said that this question will always throw up. Fear. What's the next one? Lack of faith. Wrong motives. And passivity. Being passive. You must be careful of passive, passive people. Are we together? You have to be careful. It's even better that you are passionate on the other side. It means that there is hope. It means that when God saves you, we can redirect that. We can redirect that passion. The prayer is that you will not die before, before you get saved. But someone that is not passionate about anything, you need to be careful. And see, let's go to verse 30. I mentioned it, but I don't know if we highlighted it. He says, then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. Remember the question, the first question, not the cause question, but what shall be given to the man that defeats Goliath and takes away the reproach of Israel? That was the matter on ground. And then someone is talking about um, pride and insolence of your heart. What is the what is the correlation? But that's how many people are today. And you're already deviating. Deviating. Remember what Jesus said. Remember from where you have fallen. You can always, you can always trace it. Some people started deviating when they started listening to a particular preacher. But they will not tell themselves the truth. They will deceive, 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 deceive. So you find yourself in Jehovah's Witness. God forbid. Amen. I'm sure you know we have lost some people to, to Jehovah Witness. If you believe we are serving the same God, go and do your, go and do your research. Amen. So let me just leave this with you. They don't believe that Jesus resurrected bodily. They said Jesus resurrected in the spirit. He died in the spirit. He resurrected in the spirit. Is that what the Bible teaches? So you know that's a major deviation. What is the standard deviation of that one? Point zero 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 zero. It means that everything... Everything is wrong. Amen. 
it means that everything is wrong because that is the premise of, of our faith. Amen. So you, you can trace it. And when this cause does not consume you, so cause don't stress yourself, but basically cause is anything God is doing at a particular time. There's the general one we know from scripture and then with um, prophetic insight and all of that, we know that what the spirit of God is highlighting in the church, in a person's life, even in your life, you, you must know what God is doing right now so that you are not going uh, off. A lot of people just go off tangent and it's not a very, it's not a very, very good thing. And you know, I told you, wandering for us is not physical. It's in the soul. A lot of people have no anchor. I meet them every day. And it's worse when, it's worse when you have stayed in church for long. It's worse when you've been under someone for long and there is no anchor. You don't even know where to, where you want to start from. So please, let's don't wonder. Some of us is our, is our mind. As we're talking now, not all of us are here. You're already going. Call yourself back. Amen. I'm telling you, not all of us are here. Some people are, are already thinking of what will happen after service. But you don't even know the warfare that has been planned for you this week. You are planning for after service. You don't know what will happen on Tuesday. Amen. But this is the time to fortify yourself, get the word of God, and just, just flow. But your mind, is, your mind is wandering. That's why a lot of people, you know there are a lot of people that actually, it took me a while to believe that there were people like that, but I think there are people like that. They actually check the time when the pastor is preaching. The question is, where are you, where are you going to? Amen. Or those of us that sleep during service. You sleep eight hours, and then you come here again, you are sleeping. What is your problem? What exactly is your problem? Amen. It's not a very good thing, though. To be, when you sleep, open your mouth, and then, and then you are snoring. Amen. It's not a very, very good thing. Some of those things, they, 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 they reflect, they reflect the situation in your, in your soul. Not every time, but someone that is always sleeping in church, I think it's something that we need to, I think it's something that we need to look into. Hallelujah. So, as I begin to tie it up, when we when we don't understand the cause or when we behave like there is no cause, we are always at the danger of wandering. All of us, you must trust God not to, not to wonder. Amen. The Bible says, blessed, the Beatitudes, blessed are the pure in heart. What will happen? They shall see God. What does it mean to be pure? As I was thinking this morning, I, I, I came across 
something. The word pure literally means, amongst all the things you've heard and known, the word pure literally means undivided. Amen. No wonder those are the people that will, that will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Guaranteed. Amen. Amen. But you, we, we have to be undivided. So you hear things like, can I have your undivided attention? It means that attention can be, an attention that is divided is a useless attention. It's better you even stand up and, and go home. Amen. A preacher that does not have your undivided attention is just probably just talking to one person. Amen. In a room filled with different people. Hallelujah. And these things affect us. And someone that is already divided, it's going to affect your ability to to be anchored, to stay on one thing. A lot of people just doing things anyhow. Please, always remember, I'm trusting God that you would go back to this later and look at it. Don't allow God ask you this question. Don't allow pastor ask you this question. Is there not a cause? Everybody should be on board. Don't behave like there's no matter on ground. You understand? There are matters beyond your, beyond what you feel is is important which is why whenever god is drawing your attention to something it is wisdom to pay attention to it don't say god you don't understand this is more this is more important you are already you are already going wondering a lot of people and in the end time it's going to be worse remember there is a vagabond spirit on the earth and that spirit is not just for unbelievers if you don't guard yourself very well you might see yourself manifesting some of those some of those traits you are just going aimlessly you don't know where you are going you are just things must be clear amen things must be clear where is, as I'm following Jesus, where are we going? All those things, you, you, you can't afford to be confused. You must ask questions, pray till you settle it in your heart. As I'm following Pastor Zach, where are we going? Amen. Amen. Do you ask yourself these questions? Where are we, where are we going? I know we're, it's not that we're not, we're definitely not going to America or, or UK. Amen. Even if we go, we will come back. But you need to ask yourself these questions. Where are we going? As I'm following him, what kind of Christian will I be? What kind of person am I becoming? You understand? Because, and that's why you can't be naive. There are people you follow. After a while, you won't know who you look like again. You won't know your father. You won't know your mother. You'll be like Melchizedek. Amen. 
without father, without mother. No trace. You'll just be looking. Hallelujah. You won't, if they say calling, you say, what is that? What is calling? You won't understand anything. Praise God. So there is, there is a cause. And let me just say this. This is one of the cheapest ways or one of the easiest ways. One of the things that will simplify your life in this time. It's one of the ways that you will grow. It's one of the ways that you will grow very fast. It's one of the ways that resources will come, will come to you. Amen. The only reason some people are going to have money is because they understand the agenda. They understand the role. They understand the role of wealth. In, in all of these things. So it's even a way to make God see that you are worthy of the people that they should give, that they should give money to. So can you see when people are still struggling to, whether they should pay tight or not, gross or net, you know, you are still very far from the issue of uh, prosperity and, and wealth. Just be asking God to meet your needs. That one is very, very easy. So there are some conversations that you don't, you don't engage yourself in because of the cause. So there is a cause, and let's behave, let's behave ourselves accordingly. Let all of us respect, let all of us respect ourselves. Don't bring up, and it's not just trying to be, trying not to offend. Let that thing somehow enter your heart. And let it begin to, let it begin to walk. Amen. And it will show in your conduct. The Bible says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Why? It says that God is your, God is your helper. But, but beyond that, because of the cause, you must know what, you must know things. So, for example, now we're building, we say we're building a kingdom community. The things that don't make communities to thrive, they must be important to you. And anywhere you see them, you shut it down or you leave that place so that we we build what God will have us build. Hallelujah. So I have to stop now. My time is my time is done, but I hope you've been blessed. Please let us meditate. Let us meditate on this. God will bless you. Amen.